Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I'm your host, Wayne Bibbs. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've tuned in before, welcome back. In this podcast, we examine all the things that we allow to interfere with our pursuit of our dreams and the indulgence in our passions. Procrastination, fear of trying something new, the belief that we may not be good enough, ridicule from our families, friends, and even strangers, and all the other toxic habits and attitudes that get in our way. And we all have things that we must do on a day-to-day basis, but we often forget that we can make room in our lives for the things that we enjoy. Your life is more than just a collection of your responsibilities, and in this podcast, we strive to remind you of that. Well, what can I tell you? He's back. Joining us again today is an actor, playwright, the creator and host of Dishing Tea with Big Meech, and as recently as last week, was a candidate for mayor in College Park, Georgia. Welcome back, Demetrius Taylor. How you doing, Demetrius? I am, and I am going to be, honey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, look, let's just jump straight into this here because I, I, I want to know what's what's going on. So what are the final results of the election? Well, the final results are as follows. The incumbent won. She actually won by a landslide. She took 55% of the vote. Ooh, okay. um, we only had 2,009 votes cast. Of that, she took 1,100. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as my votes were concerned, I took 1% of the vote, and I only had 11 votes. One of them was mine, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, at least you didn't leave yourself hanging. <laughs> That's fine. Hello. And, 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 <laughs> but wait, wait, here's the stunt. Mm-hmm. Do you know I had to get somebody to take me to the poll because my car wouldn't start? No. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. The candidate can't pull up in a cab. Now, you can't Uber your way to the polls. I set up there, because usually I vote early, mm-hmm. you know, and get it on out the way. But because my name was on the ballot, I wanted to have that whole experience of going in on election day and cast my vote. Absolutely. So I plan all this out. And, you know, God has a real good sense of humor that's quite annoying. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell him that, thing, though. Okay. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is that they always say, if you want to make God laugh, tell God your plans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had mapped this thing out once we said yes. And I said, okay, God, you done gave it to me. I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I mapped this thing out the way I thought it was supposed to go. And it did not go nowhere near what I was what I wanted this to look like. So much so even down to me going to go cast my val my ballot. Mm-hmm. Because I had to call somebody who at first said they couldn't do it. Then all of a sudden they came to come and take me. Okay. Okay. So they took me to go vote. And then I end up getting an Uber to go stand at the one of the voting polls with my size, I could get folks to come out and vote. <laughs> the plan was mm-hmm. get in my car, go to all three polling places, and spend some time at all three places. Okay. 
because I'm an army of one. I didn't have any volunteers. All my volunteers, everybody who said they had my back and, oh, we love you and this, that, and other, they wasn't able to come out. So I'm by myself. Mm. So I had to take an Uber and I got to one polling spot and I was there from 1130 in the morning. I was supposed to be there at 630, 7 o'clock when it started. Mm-hmm. 1130, all the way up to 7 when the polls closed. Okay. And you Standing got, you got, on concrete. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah I, I understand. Okay. Because all of my, my, my taking this stuff with me, I just said I got to go because I got to get out of here to show the folk. Right. Mm-hmm. But you got your 1%. And let me let me say this before we go any further, okay? Uh, I understand the election didn't go quite the way that you planned, but even though you didn't get the most votes, you were way ahead of all the people who have ever thought about doing what you did, running for office, but didn't exactly. have the courage to actually carry through with that idea. You did. So no matter yeah. what happens, you won that anyway. Oh, listen, I wouldn't change it for the world. All right, then. This experience has just been so eye-opening mm-hmm. and such a telltale of what the game of politics is. And I stress game, mm-hmm. okay? Because I'm going to lay something down on you Uh-oh. that <laughs> is a hard pill to swallow, mm-hmm. but it's the reality, okay? All right. The reality is most folks who claim to be traditionally conservative, Mm -hmm. okay, did not agree with my aesthetics because aesthetically speaking, I did not fit the archetype of what they wanted as a leader. Okay. Even though they they understood my message, Mm -hmm. many of, of my opponents were quoting me and they were using my verbiage and my language in their uh, speeches and things and all of that, right? Okay. So they, I know I've made an impact. Mm-hmm. I've had many people come up to me, you know, saying that, oh, I'm the truth, I'm the this, I'm the that. Many people come up to me, you know, knowing that if I grabbed the microphone, they were waiting to see what Demetrius was going to say. It's kind of like the whole E.F. Hutton, Hutton. Oh, yeah. Uh, commercial when E.F. Hutton talks, everybody listens. Mm-hmm. I had that effect. Okay. But as a six foot four, 370 pound, single, black, gay male, openly gay male, okay, and I need extensive dental work. Mm. That archetype right there spoke to, spoke loudly to say he does not look Mm -hmm. like what we want okay Mm. to be a representative uh, or or a leader and then of course me being as outspoken as i am they can't tame my my mouth wow okay okay so that was one aspects of this thing Mm -hmm. that became you know just just um brutal truth and honesty and part of the game. All right. Well, let me let me Apologies. ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. How much of a role do you think incumbency played uh, in the results? I, I ask that because uh, I remember you saying that uh, people want someone that is accessible, that uh, that understands right. the needs of the people in your wards. Uh, but 
part of your reason for running, uh, if I remember correctly, was that such access was lacking in the administration to this point. Exactly. Was this, do you think, a matter of just picking the name you know or uh, other than the possibility of it being the aesthetics of it all, the image, was it uh-huh. maybe something else or you, you think incumbency played a big role? Let, uh, okay, I will answer that question like this. And I stand ten toes down and waist deep in it. I have always said that our incumbent was not the mayor of College Park. She's the mayor of Ward 1. Mm. Okay? College Park is comprised of four wards. I take it Ward okay. 1 is the rich ward. <laughs> right. And, and it's it's uh, it's placard as our historic element to College Park. Historic College Park as Ward 1, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that, you know, all the Victorian homes and all, all of what that represents, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, according to the numbers, she won with 1,100 votes. 973 of those votes came from Ward 1. Mm. Okay. Right, I got it. <laughs> okay. 900. And 73 of those votes came from Ward 1. So you mentioned well, that there were about 2,000. The other 127 votes came from the other board. Okay. But you, you mentioned that there was a total of about 2,000 votes cast. Is that correct? 2,009 votes cast. 2,009 votes cast. Was that... Uh, was that a reasonably good turnout or is that pretty much all that you that showed up that day? That's all and that's including early voting. Okay, but there were, we were there a, a lot more of fourteen thousand people. Of wow. which seven thousand are registered voters. Mm-hmm. But two thousand and nine voted. That's it? That's it. Oh well, there's the problem. Now, we there is a good side to this mm-hmm. because the last mayoral election, we only had 1,800 to vote. Okay. So there is an increase. <laughs> so that's, that's the good that came out of it. Okay. There was a slight bump. There was a slight bump ahead, but all we had was 2,009 votes. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to have any kind of change uh, through election, more people are going to have to turn out, and I don't, I don't care what office it is. Uh, if you've got 7,000 registered voters, there should be 7,000 votes. Hello. One would think. And so the conundrum is, it's easy for us to you know pick out what war one did vote voting wise and carrying on mm-hmm. but we have to look at the other side of that coin and that there is everybody who kept saying that we need change and she the incumbent doesn't have our ear or don't look out for black folks in that way and blah, blah all that talk mm-hmm. nobody showed up to say and show what they wanted see that's the problem 
That's the problem. Like okay. I said, with with any with any election, if you don't show up, it's not going to work out the way you want it to. It's not going to work out. And 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 at this particular point, see, this is where I want to change the game. Okay. We always tell those who don't register and those who don't go vote. You know, if you don't vote, don't say nothing. You right. know, you you don't have the right to complain and et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I'm going to change that to those who are registered voters because there's many who are not registered. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go to those who already registered to vote and you decided that you didn't want to cast a vote. You didn't want to get up for change. You didn't want to get up to say, hey, I disagree with this candidate or whatever, and let's do this. So those are the folks who we need to look out because there's no excuses at this point. Mm-hmm. There, there are no excuses. There are folks out there who were taking folks to the polls. So if you wanted a ride, you could have got a ride to the polls. Right. You could have came in with absentee ballots. We had early voting. Early voting lasted for two weeks. Every day, nine to six. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so there were provisions that were made. But now we have to get on the people. Because those who are not registered to vote, and, you know, my can'ts, my don'ts, and my won'ts. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, that we always ignore during these times because they don't cast a vote for to get us over the finish line. Mm-hmm. I have to exclude them. I'm going after the ones who are already registered, and you just flat out refuse to do anything about it. But yet you want everybody to get on the bandwagon of your pity party and of your, your itching, your moaning and complaining. I'm going to be cute. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. And want to get on that bandwagon, want to sit down and be your A-man corner, Mm -hmm. but you did nothing about it. You did nothing about it. So now the incumbent is still here. We got another, now we're going to have another four years of her brand of administration. But this is what you said you want. So, okay. All right. Well, look, um, you said that uh, a lot of the the points, the talking points that the other candidates made were things that they snatched up out of your speeches, out of your uh-huh. comments. Um, what are some of the issues that you would want uh, that these people just happen to borrow, I guess? What are some of the issues uh, <laughs> that you would want representatives on any level, whatever position, be it... Uh, be it the uh, mayor, the congressman, the president, doesn't matter. Right. What would you want your representatives to address with greater urgency? My platform was this. One pillar was affordable workforce housing that's going to benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what we've come to learn when I was working with the economic development uh, Department of the City, being on the Vida Board, the Business and Industrial Development Authority, mm-hmm. is that affordable and workforce housing becomes subjective on based on the developer. Okay, if City Council and Mayor approve this development coming through, and you're coming in saying that I'm going to have three hundred and fifty thousand dollar homes or higher, okay, and you're saying that's affordable. That means that it's affordable to the audience that you're trying to attract. Right. Okay. Okay. Those of us who are already here, 
who want to upgrade. You know, at the $15, 16 $20 an hour job, you know, our uh, wage, mm -hmm. uh, hourly wage, that is. Mm -hmm. We can't afford that. No. We can't afford that. So now when we say affordable housing, the, the urgency is we have to make sure that everybody at those hourly wage points can, can afford to at least rent. Y'all see what rent is doing now. A 700 square foot apartment is going for $1,400 uh -uh. in order to qualify. You have to make three times the amount in your salary. And at $1,400, that means you have to be on a job making at least $26 an hour to qualify mm -hmm. to move into someplace. And that's renting. Now, you're talking about buying a house, mm -hmm. and they want 3 to 5% down, plus all your closing costs and this, that, and the other. I was told I need $25,000 in the kitty. Mm-hmm in order to buy a house. And then I got to base it on what I can afford. And most of us at the $15, $20 an hour job can only afford something that is under $150,000. And most of those homes that you can afford are fixer-uppers. Right. Complete fixer-uppers. I mean, you got to, you got to, they basically should have condemned it and tore it down and started from scratch. And that's what we have to deal with. So that was one of my pillars. Okay. Another, a second pillar was to make sure that we had black and brown contractors at the table to fight and, and, and are invited to bid on fair, equitable, um, uh, competitive contracts. In a city that's 82% African-American, we need our cultural imprint on this city. We need to see our heritage, our heritage um implemented in the development of a city okay that there is very very important and 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 then on top of not just the contractors and the developers we need to also have the workers too sure okay you know especially when we have a threat and i call it a threat because we know what kkk ideology does to us hmm. as african-americans and those who subscribe to that. Mm -hmm. Now, what we had was we had people who came in and bought up some of the land in our highly anticipated Six West development. They come and bought up some of the property. Now, that's not illegal. That's not a crime. Mm -hmm. But one of the partners, Mr. Sam Dixon, is on record as being a self-proclaimed white nationalist. Who oh, is it a defense man. attorney for a Ku Klux Klan members? Wow. And he partnered with a man named Thomas Hills. Thomas Hills happened to have, currently is the former brother-in-law of our incumbent. Oh, man. Come on. Do you understand what I'm Ye saying? Yes, I do. They're so actually that, networking. Was a high, that was a button for me mm -hmm. because I'm and, and, and a lot of folks wanted to make that an issue because they're trying to say that I'm throwing race into this picture. And I'm saying, no, that was public knowledge. 
because that then with the information that we got because it came to us that's that's public record what he does mm -hmm. it we did not know that mr heels was your brother-in-law until the land started being when we started seeing that he was buying up land we didn't know nothing about this dixon person we just knew thomas heels okay so then when all this started to come out it's like oh okay well, KKK ideology does not serve African-Americans. It does not serve interracial couples. It does not serve gay people. It does not serve Jewish. It does not serve anybody that is not Anglo-Saxon mm -hmm. and coming from that particular heritage or who support that ideology. So if you're buying up this kind of land in order to balance this out and to make it fair, we need to make sure that we got black and brown contractors and developers at the table bidding on some of those contracts so that whatever plan they we think they may have i don't know what it was mm -hmm. but we had a potential of whatever could come out of that we need to balance that out to have black and brown contractors at the table and that's all i was asking all right let me let me just step in here for just a second uh you said there was public knowledge the people in your wards they know this right they do now they didn't i mean as of the election time, they knew this. They knew this, yes, because I pointed it out. That All was right. part of my talking process, yes. So that makes the lack of attendance at the polls even more egregious. There, If exactly. you know that they're supposed to, that, they're, that something like this is being done and they have it within their power to remove the people who, if they're not actually behind it, they're at least complicit. That would make yes. it, I would think, of of vital importance to get to the polls and and rid the system of that type of networking. Completely. But Completely. that's now, not let what me happened. Be fair and let me be transparent here mm -hmm. because I don't want to just throw the incumbent completely under the bus like that. Sure. Because she did say, she did tell us that you know, uh, Mr. Hills was no longer part of the family. The sister-in-law and he had gotten divorced because what is her husband's sister mm -hmm. who was married to the guy? Okay, so they they were they had gotten a divorce. I, I don't know the time span on it. Mm -hmm. And then some of the stuff that had, that was happening with Mr. Dixon and Karen, she never met him. And some things that they were doing with their partnership happened before she married her husband. Okay, but she was okay. aware of it. And that's what we said. That's what we're saying. But Miss Sting, what happens now is that you done came into the into the into the family and some of this stuff had to be known. Now when I brought it up at City Council, you know, when this when this stuff came out a few a few months ago, mm -hmm. right before we qualified to be on the ballot, um was when she set up and she read a letter saying that she wrote this letter three years ago mm -hmm. to one of our councilmen and was saying, you know, yes, this is her brother-in-law and everything, but she's never voted on this and she never got in the sale, you know, and, you know, she was basically trying to exonerate herself. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that letter was it went only to our, our, our city councilman. Okay. At that time, I was on the Bida board when we were questioning about Mr. Hills, her brother-in-law, because we thought that might have been a conflict of interest that your brother-in-law is buying land 
and you haven't said anything or haven't been transparent with it, right? So why didn't that letter come to Vida as well? Right. The first time we knew about that letter was when she read it at council after I had brought this up in a council meeting. Okay. This is why I was saying transparency can't be damage control. Right, right. But this you know is what I'm saying? this is this is just the kind of thing let let me to tie this into the show. This is uh a couple of examples of the toxic habits and attitudes that cause a problem in uh the communities of color. Uh yes. I I won't pretend to speak for the gay community, but Certainly, this there there are problems within that community that this will not address. But understand the all of these uh, these issues that come about from people, and we're and we're going to have to kind of shut this down uh, from uh, people who are in power or seek to be uh, the the habit of turning your head, closing your eyes, holding your nose, not observing what's going on when you have the power to stop it. And the right. attitude that if you're not of a certain group, you don't deserve decent things in life. Forget finest things. Exactly. Exactly. Toxic habits and attitudes. And I'm I'm glad that you're bringing this up. I'm glad you brought it up to your fellow constituents. Uh, and I'm glad that you're bringing it up here because these are the, the kinds of discussions that need to take place. But uh, for right now, I'm going to have to kind of pull this one to a close for a couple of reasons. One, we're uh, we're running out of time, and two, I'm starting to get kind of angry. I can't, you know, this, <laughs> I can't believe that the, in 2023 we're still having this kind of discussion. We should have this fixed that and moved on, before, you know, by now. So here, let me right. let me move us away from that and ask you something uh, that is of, of true interest. Okay. Are you going to run again? I, I I'm, I'm gonna say I may. I don't know what's in the cards for me, but this here was, this was, the springboard, just like a diver, okay, that's going to catapult me. I, I just know something bigger is coming. Okay. I know something bigger is coming. This doesn't silence my voice. Mm -hmm. I just reactivated my boardship with College Park Citizens Association because mm -hmm. I had to step down while we were running so that the so that the organization wouldn't seem as though it was biased or anything mm -hmm. um so we just reactivated that so um what we're going to do is all the stuff that i wanted to do as the leader and as the mayor we're just not going to do it from behind the scenes and, and bring it in as proposals and 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 see what i can do to help move things along okay because as a lay leader if you will that, mm -hmm. that's the church word the lay leadership okay oh, yeah. uh-huh See now it's up to me to 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 go out and see. I can solicit businesses where councilmen and stuff can't do it the way that I can, you know, as a, mm -hmm. as a layperson can, mm -hmm. because I don't have all the ins and outs. And it's not a, it's not a crime for me to go up to a black developer and say, "Hey, have you thought about coming to College Park? Have y'all looked at the at the Six West development? Can I give you a name to call and maybe you could take a meeting with them and find out if this is something that you're interested in." Mm -hmm. See, all it takes is that to see who will bite, sure. who we can get to come to the table and say, hey, you know what, we can do something with this, and then start whatever that process is, and then go through the proper vetting and all of that. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Right. There's some things that I want to bring in and implement, you know, like the, the summer youth employment program. I want to bring, institute, you know, bring that in and implement that here in the city of College Park so that our youth can have something to do and earn, learn what it is to be in the job world and carry on. Sure. Uh, we have a number of activities. I've, I've spoken to our fire chief and our police chief and carry on. I want them to, to do something with the police department. You know how we had the blue pigs in Detroit? Yes. They didn't understand what that was. I said, we got it. We had what the, we had something called the blue pigs. And she looked at me. She said, what, what is that? I said, that was all of the talented ones of the police department got together and formed a band. <laughs> and they went to the different schools. And this is how they interacted with the youth and, and, and built the relationships and stuff so that we could have that. Right. You know, and, and get the, get the, our officers out there to reestablish a, a communal development. Because right now, the, the institution of being a police officer itself, it's got a bad rap because of all the, the rogue cops. Right. That's true. But, you no, know, so now we got to put stuff in place that's going to get a good look to them. Well, in, in terms of uh, it's not I was going to say the youth, but it's not just youth. It's people in general uh, exactly. learn. They learn by examples. And if we're going to if we're going to allow uh, the people who try to make residency exclusive and, you know, we, we have to get rid of that because the, the young people will see that and think that that's the norm. Residency can't exactly. be, residency can't be exclusive. The people who work on the, on the, uh, the dwellings can't be exclusive. You know, it's exactly. they, they have to be able to see themselves and others, especially if they're going to learn to interact peaceably with others. Precisely. They have to see that they're part of that mix. White people are part of that mix. Gay people, exactly. Jewish people, Hispanic people, Asian, whatever. Every Native, everybody has to be part of that mix to the point where everyone sees that there's really no difference, or there shouldn't be, between... Uh, any of the people involved and we also have to show them the example of voters who will say okay this is wrong we're not going to go for this we're going to get up and go down to that to the polls and vote and make our voices heard regardless of who it is that they're voting for you have to vote you have you have to get up mm -hmm. and take appropriate steps to try and make change sitting back and hoping somebody else does it does not work and i see no, in i'm i'm seeing in in you in what you're doing that you are taking those steps didn't quite work out like i said the way that you wanted it to but if it didn't work it's not because you didn't try and exactly that's 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 a great thing no matter what it is you're doing and and how different the outcome is from the plan. You tried. You gave it a shot. You didn't just sit back. And I'm mm -hmm. grateful to you that you did that, and I'm sure that the people in your community are grateful to you that you did that because this is something that needs to be seen. So. I agree. Demetrius, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to pull this to a close right now, my friend. But uh, <laughs> hey, I appreciate you coming on the show again. And uh, you know, give it, filling us in on on what's going on there, and I will tell you, uh, 
Captain Nemo to Professor Aeronox. Ha-ha. <laughs> Don't give up, man. Seriously, do not give up. Whatever it is that you have to do, if it's not in office, be office adjacent. Be one of those people that the people in exactly. office hear all the time. It's like, is he here again? Yes, he is. And he will be here until you do what we need you to do. So mm-hmm. stick with it now. All right. I have no choice. <laughs> I have no choice because they ha- they can't silence me. And that's what they're afraid of. Oh, I know that. That's one of the things that they're afraid of. They mm-hmm. cannot silence me. And everybody knows that I've been consistent. I've been honest. I've been I, what I call real transparency because I don't care. Mm-hmm. And you can't embarrass me with me. With all of the tactics that they've tried, you can't embarrass me with me. Okay. So now let's get the work done. Okay, because you're going to help detoxify that community of yours, right? Mm. Okay. And uh, that's going to be it. Uh, again, Demetrius, thank you for coming on. And I uh, appreciate everything you're doing. Look to hear from you again real soon. Maybe next time we'll have a chance to talk about uh, Dish and Tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, Okay. So, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be right back. Are you enjoying the Virulent News, Toxic Habits, and Attitudes podcast with Wayne Bibbs? Have you given more thought to your own experiences and not following your dreams? Who and what you let stand in your way and what you can do to rid yourself of that toxic behavior. Now you can support Wayne's efforts to create more free content to reach more people. Please consider a monthly donation in support of the podcast so that we can continue to offer you stories from Wayne and his guests to encourage you to embrace and follow your dreams, as long as those dreams don't involve any sort of harm to yourself or anyone else. You can subscribe to the podcast on several platforms, and you can follow The Virulent News on Twitter, NowX, and Instagram. The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. We thank you for your support. going to do it for this week's episode of the virulent news toxic habits and attitudes listen you know the stories that you hear on this show aren't just about us they can be about you too uh stop by our page on twitter well it's now x or on instagram and uh drop us a little note tell us uh what you like about the show if you have a story Uh, of an experience of yours where something has uh, has stopped you from doing something that uh, that you wanted to do or better yet if you have a story about how something tried to stop you and failed please share it with us maybe you can be on the show we'd love to talk to you My name is Wayne Bibbs. I am your host. This has been the Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. We'll talk to you again next week, but until then, take care.